This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking... I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. I'm Rebecca Franks, the magazine's reviews editor, and I'm joined by the deputy editor, Jeremy Pound. Hello. We're going to be exploring the May issue's recording of the month, a dramatic performance of Janacek's glorious glagolitic mass conducted by Edward Gardner, and that's on the Shandos label. So to start off, let's hear an extract from the introduction to the glagolitic mass. So that's the Bergen Philharmonic Orchestra, which performs here with its choir, as well as three other choirs, and a group of soloists, including tenor Stuart Skelton and soprano Sarah Jakubiak. 
The Glagolitic Mass from 1926 to 27 is the main work on this recording. So, Jeremy, perhaps you could tell us what this unusual-sounding creature, a Glagolitic Mass, actually is. Yes, of course. Um, a Glagolitic Mass may sound like something that Professor Brian Cox gets very excited about describing on Wonders of the Universe or whatever, but it is, in fact, Janáček's setting of the normal Catholic Mass. That's the Kyrie, Gloria, Credo, Sanctus, Benedictus and Agnus Dei. The Glagolitic bit of the title refers to the language it is sung in. Glagolitic script is an old Slavic script which largely died out in around the 12th century and then was replaced effectively by Cyrillic script. Setting such a Slavonic text would, interestingly, not have been possible before 1920, as papal rules forbade it. But when Pope Benedict XV relaxed those rules a little, Janáček got the bit between his teeth and bingo. And actually, although it's a mass, it's been included on the third volume in a series of orchestral music. Um, The earlier two volumes, incidentally, are well worth hearing. So perhaps we could just hear a clip um, of a bit for the orchestra alone, the final intrada of the mass. was the final intrada of the Glagolitic Mass, which Janacek wrote not long after his bold and striking sinfonietta for very large orchestra. Edward Gardner actually thinks that both the sinfonietta and the Glagolitic Mass contain some of Janacek's best orchestral writing. And I wondered, Jeremy, do you think it's fair enough to include the Mass here on this orchestral disc, or does that downplay the starring role of the singers? In the long term, I don't actually think it really matters, because the disc stands quite happily on its own two feet, whether it's part of an overall series of orchestral discs or not. Um, And to be fair to Edward Gardner, the orchestral writing here is very vivid indeed. Um, And it doesn't just serve as an accompaniment to the singers. There are, as you mentioned for a start, an introduction at the beginning and an intrada at the end just for orchestra alone. And when you listen to the music, you can very clearly hear the similarity to works such as Janáček's Symphonietta and Taras Bulba as well. It's those strident brass fanfares, the dramatic part for organ, which is very similar to that in Taras Bulba, and so on. And interesting, while it is strictly a choral disc, I'd say, it is also extremely operatic in the way the music is crafted. In the credo in particular, Janáček really uses his soloist to tell the story in such a dramatic fashion, set against a chorus that provides a kind of commentary, if you like. I completely agree. And I think we should hear a moment now in which one of the singers really gets to shine. This is Sarah Yakubiak at the start of the Gloria. Thank you. 
that was the start of the Gloria from the Glagolitic Mass. It's worth mentioning that we're listening to the revised version of the Mass that Janacek made in 1928 after the premiere. Uh, listeners can read all about the ins and outs of the different editions in the CD booklet notes by John Tyrrell. But essentially, it's this version is less rhythmically complex and sort of less raw than the original. But it's still a fiendishly difficult work to perform. It really, really get that impression. Jeremy, what do you think makes this particular recording stand out? Well, for me, it's the sense of drama above all that you really get. Um, listen in particular for that wonderful climax in the credo where, prefaced by the, the chorus, the tenor Stuart Skelton declaims, I believe in the Catholic Church. And it's an extraordinary moment. Um, Edward Gardner builds up to this moment with absolutely perfect timing. It's a long movement full of big moments throughout and it'd be so easy to peak too early, but he never does. That's just one specific moment. Um, throughout the whole disc, the choral and the orchestral balance is immaculate and the playing is superb, as are the vocal soloists, um, Sari Jakubiak, Susan Bickley, Stuart Skelton and Gabor Bretz. Um, there's a large range of both dynamics and emotion within the glagolitic mass, not to mention a big orchestra and a large organ part. And Gardner handles everything that Janacek throws at him with, with real aplomb. And I suspect, as you say, it's a monstrously difficult work to get right, but get it right, he really does. Plus, I also really like the lesser-known works on the disc, two of which were real discoveries for me. Yes, because we've got these three rarities, that the Hail Mary, the Lord's Prayer, and an adagio for orchestra. And I, I really love these, actually, and I didn't know any of them to, before. So I wondered if you could give a, an introduction to each of these pieces. Of course. Well, the, the adagio is short. It's about five minutes long and it's just for orchestra. I mean, it's very beautiful and very romantic and dating from about 1890, I understand. It's a lot different from what I normally think about Janacek. It sounds, I'd say, a little more like um, Vorjak or actually even Tchaikovsky in its, in its feel. Then the... Similarly beautiful is, and very moving too actually, is the Hail Mary for soprano, soloist, chorus and organ and small orchestra. Um, which is, again, it's very, very beautiful. It's actually quite a discreet, restrained work and with a lovely soprano line. And finally, the final work actually I did actually know, um, it's a setting for tenor, chorus, organ and harp of the Lord's Prayer. Now, I heard this work a long time ago at the proms and I remember being very taken with it. And I was kind of, so I'm very, very glad to hear it again released on this excellent disc. Yeah, well, I've actually chosen an, an extract from that to, to play us out. That was one of my favourite discoveries too and I, I didn't know it. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end of this month's podcast. So join us next month when we'll be talking about another great new recording. But as I said, here's a moment from Janacek's Lord's Prayer to play us out. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.